Okay, now how much is this process going to cost the city? I, I'm sorry, I can't speak to that issue. I don't know. Excuse me. How much would yeah. this cost the city? Approximately. For so the app, tip and app, when a proposer and applicant provides an application to the city, that applicant will also submit an application fee to recoup any cost of the consultants or the city's cost for evaluating that application. And and the the fee is something that is not actually addressed in the current draft of the policy before you, but is something we intend to address in a subsequent draft. Before, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Ms. Before we get to the next draft, I, I, I think it's reasonable and prudent to ask for what the anticipated cost would be. Yeah, I'd like to yes. see that included yes. in the next draft. It, it, it needs to be because, <laughs> as you already know, we've all, we've been through enough with taxpayers saying we're spending money that we don't have. So I feel as though it is our um, right to have this benefit. If it's gonna, if it's going to, if we're gonna do it. It's got to benefit everyone everyone and we don't want to constantly keep taking from our citizens we want to be able to give them something back so if this is not feasible and this is pricey I mean is if it's going to cost too much where well, it puts us in a dilemma I we need we need to know that we need to know I asked you for costs and you couldn't give me a roundabout figure a ballpark figure so I'm thinking this is very pricey because <laughs> you can't give me a ballpark. Are you asking about our fee? I'm sorry, I think I misunderstood. I, I, I want the proposal, the your fee, and the application fee. I want a roundabout, a roundabout figure, ballpark figure. So you want the cost of Lindsay and Unicap's fees for assisting the city in creating these policies and applications? Yes. Okay. I, we can. Uh, I was going to say, I think we can provide those to Mr. Cordry to, to advise you. Okay. We'll have to go back and, and estimate Okay. That. Well, that's what we need. We need that. We will do that. Well, and then to clarify, the idea is that assuming this, the council adopts the TIF policy and approves an application, that will provide for a fee to be paid upfront by any developer or applicant that submits an application so that the city can cover um, some of the staff costs and consultant costs once it receives an application. So there, there are two different concepts. You're asking for the cost to develop the policy and the application, and then we will be addressing in the draft policy the way the city will charge an applicant a Council President Jackson, in the in the exam in the example uh, for the city of Bowie, they um, they detailed the application fee for uh, a proposed developer, 
in there. So that's a number that would maybe, you know, a, a, a developer would pay uh, in the event that they were applying for this TIF. So that's one example. Yeah, and we have lots of examples if you'd like them. Um, for example, um, District of Columbia's application has an application fee as well. I could pull several if you'd like to see them. And, and I will say with the with Bowie's um, policy, it, it found, I think, that the initial application fee um, was probably smaller than um, it might have intended, but it has not engaged in TIF financing in the last couple of years. And in addition to the application fee, there are usually um, arrangements put in place so that the developer is obligated to pay the city's consultants, its bond council, its financial advisor, outside of, in, in addition to the application fee, depending on how it's all structured. So that ultimately, as a, as a city moves forward with considering a TIF or a special tax and district financing, the city is not paying those costs out of pocket. Well, um, Tom, Mayor, could we get your, your fee, your buy-in? Say it again, please. Could we get your buy-in? Well, Tom, you want to go? Or you want no, to go, go ahead, Mr. Mayor. Um, I, th I think that what they've said in, in terms of the answer, what the cost is from them, that's the what's what you're asking. What do they charge? I think the clarification that uh, was just given makes sense. As part of the criteria, you put in that their fee has to be assumed by the developer, for instance. Correct? Am I interpreting that right? Yes, once once an application is submitted. That's correct. Yeah. So there's no charge to develop the, the, the draft of the policy. That that's where we indicated we'd have to come back with yes to okay. That's separate from the application. Well, correct. Okay, very okay. Does that clarify yeah. April? Are yeah, you okay? You're fine. So they, they'll just have to well, come back and give us that information. So I, I think I'm here. So I think I hear instead of a consensus to move the whole thing forward, we want more information yes. on the cost. Yes. Just when the draft is up. Yes, the draft. Draft and, yeah. Yeah. Updated draft and, uh, and, and, and some figures. So we're going to table. So we're going to table it. It sounds like, correct? Until we get the cost of uh, developing the policies and, and and finish the draft. Sounds good. And if you have any questions on the materials that we provided in the interim, you know, we'd be happy to provide additional supplemental backup or additional samples if needed. Could we get could we get a copy of the presentation that you just gave as well? Yes. I, I'd yes. like to get a copy of that so, to read it a little bit more thoroughly. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, we are end we are at the end of our agenda, agenda items. However, 
Um, as I read earlier, um, we are only hearing public comments for the items that were on the agenda this evening. And um, I only have one public comment at this point, and it is not about anything on the agenda. Oh, there's others? Okay. Okay. Uh, no, it's not on the agenda. No. Um, Mr. Taylor. Mr. Bob Taylor. And the city clerk, yes, could please. Yeah. You go to the podium. And the city clerk will keep time. You actually have three minutes this evening. Two topics, real quick. First one, the roundabout. Uh, I live just a little bit further than Ms. Gregory does from it, but I go through it probably on average one and a half times a day by this time tomorrow. I'm sure I'll be through it at least three times because I don't know what my trips are going to be then. Uh, it's way too small to handle the number of roads that come into it. That's the problem. And if you'll look at some of those roads, they don't, they're not spaced. Look at the Fruitland roundabout. I imagine most of you have been through that by now. 90-degree separation, four legs, two roads coming together. Here, you've got six, and some of them come in at a sharp angle. The turn, for example, off of um, Mount Hermon to the right onto Main Street going across Route 50, it, it's almost like this. Can you imagine school buses or eight-wheeler, 18-wheelers making that turn? And where are the bike lanes going to be? I mean, it's going to be, it's a disaster in the making. I, like I say, I go through it frequently. I would rather hit that light occasionally, have to wait, have to stop once, and then go through it rather than play ping-pong in what's going to be a very, very tight circle. Um, so it's just not appropriate unless you want to make it larger, and to do that, you're going to have to condemn property. It's going to cost a lot more. As it is, it's probably going to be well into seven figures to redesign that and do that work. You ought to get the estimate or some kind of an engineer's estimate of what it's going to cost ultimately before you spend any more money on it. Okay, next point is the TIFs, and I've sent you information on it, so I'll try to be brief on this. Um, you were just given what was considered to be prospecting. Now, I know Ms. Rader. I've worked with her when I was the county council's attorney. Very well qualified. I am not knocking their qualifications at all. Municap was involved in the Idolet Farm. TIF probably still is. Uh, as I've indicated to you on that, I don't have detailed information because I don't have it anymore on my computer. But I was involved in the Idolet Farm matter behind the scenes, both before and after the TIF was done. And there were big problems because it didn't make, didn't yield the revenue to do the debt service. And there can be a problem like that. That said, I just want to say that what you're seeing is prospecting. Nothing wrong with that. But the more important question is, why does the city want to go down this road at all? We've already given tons of money away to the Ross. We're on the verge of doing it for the downtown Salisbury Town Center project. How much more revenue can we give away? Your time is up. Okay. Thank you, Mr. 
Good enough. Thank you. Thank you. Our third speaker tonight is, uh, well, he's introducing himself, it looks like. John Wogamuth, please step forward. You have three minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's not. She's a little tired of this. Um, TIF financing is the topic, and it's basically a finance plan for large public private projects. It may be a lesser of two evils over horizon. We ought to get the specifics on it. At least TIF financing has some chance of success. I believe the success will decrease the more the investment the city has to make as far as getting revenue back from the taxes. But on the positive side, it's structured better than Horizon is currently. It's structured that we get the full increase of the property tax revenue without massive tax waivers that we have with the Horizon project. From year one, TIF revenues are going to be the full revenue. We've got a a current design for Horizon that we have zero tax revenues for the first five years and only an average of 10% for 10 years. When we look at the capital costs we have to put in to a bond-funded garage, the city costs with the capital and the interest can easily be $20 million. That's using a very conservative interest rate. So at least TIF it has to, in its requirements, be sufficient in the draft, it says, to pay the city bond costs and also the cost for city services and the interface costs and the impact costs. I mean, this, any big project is going to have to interface with other infrastructure that surrounds it. We know that the Salisbury Town center cost could easily be like the figure I said, and we won't get the revenue to pay for it. So maybe this is an alternative, but it has to be evaluated based on getting these requirements. TIF requires financial feasibility to repay the city. I don't see the financial feasibility in what we're doing now with Horizon. Under the current Horizon project at downtown, Apartments, there's no such feasibility there. If you look at the numbers, TIF also has the additional tax revenue to cover all city services, such as fire, police, inspections. We don't have that built into the Horizon program. The TIF requirements are have to be proved to be financially Time. feasible. Thank you, Mr. Wogamuth. And, and could you please sign this form? Could you please sign this form? That would be very kind. Thank you. you got to sign your form. Your time is up, sir. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for everybody coming out to do their comments, but we've got to do um, our city uh, administrator. Assistant, I guess Deputy Administrator. Thank, thank you. I, we'll start I with you. I don't have any comments for this evening. Mayor Heath? Uh, all I, the only comment I have is um, 
we are in des we are in very desperate need. It, not only is it us, it's national now mm -hmm. for blood. So if you can mm -hmm. if you can donate blood, please do so. Thank you, Deshawn. Uh, good afternoon. Uh, thank you to those who did speak publicly. We appreciate the input. Um, I want to give a special uh, you know, recognition to uh, my family and friends who attended this evening, uh, both in person and virtually. I believe I think some we have some family from Georgia on the line. Uh, my mother, grandmother, oh, uh, my one and a half year old nephew, and my sister. So thank you all for for attending. Um, and also um, uh, one of my good friends, the elected official, uh, Mr. Spadicipas, uh, city councilman in Cambridge, was in attendance, but he had to go to another meeting. So thank you all for for uh, for coming. Um, I had an opportunity to uh, tour the Anne Street Village, so I was very happy that we were able to. Um, uh, you know, approve the donation of those supplies. And so they are still in need of, of, of donations and supplies. Um, they're gonna be doing a paint day here soon. Um, and they're still hiring for a homeless services uh, case coordinator. Um, and if you do wanna donate monetarily, uh, please do so at the foundation, community foundation website. Um, I was able to do a ride along with the Salisbury Fire Department and Police Department. And I was uh, very uh, impressed with, uh, with our, um, our officials there, so. Um, Definitely appreciated that, and, and it brought some light into what our our, um, our officials do on a day-to-day basis. Um, some community events going on this week: um, the Salisbury JCs, uh, which I'm a proud past member and past president for. They're doing a bowling social uh, for young professionals this Wednesday at, at Southbound Alley from six to eight. Um, there's a job and career fair uh, at the Salisbury um, Center at Salisbury Mall this Thursday, the fifth from three to six. Um, there's a public town hall brought on by the NAACP. Um, going over the history of Salisbury um, at the Inspire One Arts Gallery from 6 to 8 on Friday. Also, I, I believe they're bringing back the Delmarva Chicken Festival this Saturday from 1 to 7, <laughs> yes, at the Purdue Stadium. So I may have to yes. take a trip over there and yes. enjoy some chicken um, <laughs> if I have some time. Um, there's also an NAACP candidate forum at the Inspire One Gallery. And uh, mm -hmm. last but not least, this Saturday from 5 to 6.30, uh, the, at the zoo, they're holding a spooktacular for uh, the family. It's going to be sensory friendly, so take the kiddos out and enjoy that there at the Salisbury Zoo. So, thank you so much. My turn. Okay, Miss Gregory. Well, since Deshawn went ahead and, and announced all the, the <laughs> all the events that I've uh, I had listed, I do want to congratulate. Um, so the Salisbury Stakes just signed their first two players. Uh, Johnny, I'm hoping I do not butcher this name, uh, Palatar and uh, David Bernal-Clark. Uh, Johnny is from Del Mar and David is from Berlin. They've got their first two players signed, so congratulations to them. I'm really looking forward to watching these guys play, so I, I'm looking forward to seeing many more announcements of, of signed players. Wonderful. Ms. Allen? No. Real comments today, other than, uh, as I always, I thank everyone for coming out. I believe everyone who had a public comment, aside from John, has left. So thank you again. We really appreciate the feedback. Um, that's about it for me this week. I thoroughly enjoyed having Deshaun on, so welcome to the council. Um, and it seems we've had some really good conversations this week at the at the council. I think we're really looking to, it sounds like, and I, and I speak for myself, but the general consensus that I'm getting from the council is we're really looking forward to really bringing the community back into the folds of what's happening here. Um, and I hope that's evident to a lot of the residents that's sitting in or listening in. Um, 
you know, we've, we've heard a lot of your concerns, we've heard a lot of your uh, thoughts, and we you know we are always looking to raising the bar here at the city. So um, please come out if you ever have any concerns or you just want to, you know, talk about something that you're excited about the city, please come out to our, our meetings. We really look forward to it. Ms. Jackson. Well, Deshaun, welcome aboard. <laughs> Welcome aboard. Now, I'll tell you, a lot of people think that it's an easy job, but it's not, but it's only as hard as you make it, and we welcome you. Um, I would like to announce that next Monday, October the 9th, um, the VFW, Wicomico Memorial VFW 101-59, um, as, as myself, as the chair for youth activities, and um, scholarship committee chair, we're sponsoring every Monday and Tuesday tutoring. Um, we will have SU students come in and help the kids. So if there's anyone who has a child Very who nice. needs tutoring from kindergarten to 12th grade, please bring your children to the VFW Monday, October the 9th, starting October the 9th. Um, it's only Mondays and Tuesdays that we're doing this. This is something new. We're trying to start something new. We're trying to enhance our community and enhance our young people in the education um, department. Um, and it's from from five to seven. Two hours, um, we're gonna deal with the, the children. Um, we, I love them and do anything for them. Um, then, scholarship. I have two scholarship um, applications that I would like for our young people to really get engulfed in if there's money in these scholarship programs. Anyone that is going to college or getting ready to graduate, we have Voice of Democracy. The VFW has that Voice of Democracy and it's what does democracy mean to you actually. And it's, that's the theme, but it's an audio, three to five minute audio. So you have to be in the ninth to 12th grade to submit that um, audio. But I would love for you to do that. I mean, $35,000 is the national, that's the total award that was given for a scholarship, $35,000. That's a lot of money for someone, it helps. Then the next one is um, Patriot's Pen. And that's from grade six to eight. It's a 300 to 400-word essay. I could write three or 400 words in five seconds for real, just, just writing and typing or whatever. But I'm asking these, the parents of the children and the children to take heed. It's money. It's, it's your learning. You get to travel. You get to see different sites. It's just it's remarkable. And I just it, it's something that my heart has been touched with. And I want to see our kids from the Eastern Shore, Wacomico County, City of Salisbury, be invested in this program. And if you need an application, parents, for your child, my number is 410-726-8478. Please contact me in reference to this. I've put it on Pack 14. I put it in everywhere that I could think to put it. I've put it on Facebook. I've gotten some responses, but not as many as I would love to have because our children and our parents who are children going to college 
you need help. Everybody needs help when it comes to college. So I thank you. Um, just so glad to have Sean here today. And I know he's glad to be with us women. He broke the mold. He, we're, it, it was a four women council. Now we got Sean on. So he broke the mold for us. So, but we fine. We fine. We fine with it. We fine. <laughs> thank you, Sean, for coming aboard. And, and as always, donate blood. One pint can save up to three lives. You just never know when you or your family will need that. And I think the council has already shared pretty much everything I would share. And I would say with that, this work session is adjourned. <laughs>